Welcome in, Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays and you had stellar weekends wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We have got a lot to dive into here. Uh, and then I have to go and hop on with the uh, with the Fox News crew here for a bottom of the hour hit, also scheduled to be on with Sean Hannity tonight. But college football playoff, TCU going up against Georgia. I'm on Georgia, minus the points. Line is right around 12.5 or 13. I think the Bulldogs win by double digits. If I had to take the over or the under, I also would dive in on the over. Not 100% sold on how well the Georgia defense has played, either against LSU in the national championship game or certainly against Ohio State. But I think with all this time to get ready and given how well Stetson Bennett has been playing, he's 28-3 and as a starter, has won a bevy of games in a row. I believe we are sitting now at 15 straight wins for the Georgia Bulldogs. I think they make it 16-0, win their second straight national championship. I like Georgia to win big in tonight's final game of the college football calendar. Uh, So, that is uh, good news there. Looking forward to watching it. We'll certainly be breaking down everything surrounding this game from out in L.A. tomorrow. Uh, A couple of other things out there. Aaron Rodgers, late last night. uh, It felt like the way he left the field. You guys can correct me if you felt differently, but I put up a poll. Around 30,000 of you voted, uh, and the vast majority of you uh, believed that uh, that Aaron Rodgers was done in Green Bay. Now, this doesn't mean necessarily that he is done overall uh, because I think there's still a possibility, maybe even a probability, that he's going to play with someone uh, in the future. But I feel like his tenure in Buffalo is done. It wouldn't even surprise me if he announced that he was going to uh, retire in the short term before changing his name, uh, changing his mind and moving on. By the way, breaking news literally coming down right now as we are speaking. Demar Hamlin has been released from the hospital and has returned to Buffalo. Again, breaking news that is happening right now. His doctors in Cincinnati are having a press conference as we speak. But the news that is out there, DeMar Hamlin has been released less than a week. Remember, he had the issue on Monday Night Football. Uh, less than a week since the incident actually happened. Remarkable recovery. DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital in Cincinnati and has returned to Buffalo, which is an incredible thing, I would imagine, for the Buffalo Bills. And it brings to mind what I wanted to say. If you watched the games on Saturday and Sunday, as I did, uh, DeMar Hamlin, the scene in Buffalo, if you are a Bills fan, more power to you. If you're a casual football fan or you're a fan like me and your team has been eliminated from playoff contention, I don't see how you wouldn't at this point be rooting for the Buffalo Bills and DeMar Hamlin the way that he scored, uh, the, sorry, the way the Bills scored to begin the first play since he was carted off the field and nearly died, kickoff return touchdown against the Patriots, incredible scene. 
uh, for uh, anyone who was watching this game live. Uh, you really can't make it up sometimes. And I would argue that DeMar Hamlin, in the way that he has united the entire American sporting public, feels like the antidote to the entire Colin Kaepernick era. The whole Kaepernick era was about trying to be a victim and to slice and dice victim culture. And I've always said this, and sometimes people are still stunned by it when you bring it up. I wish that nobody ever had to get shot by police, right? I'm very anti-death, as I've made it clear for a long time. But did you know that 75% of people shot and killed by police are white, Asian, and Hispanic? Just 25% of people shot and killed by police are black. I think that blows people's minds. Um, If Colin Kaepernick really wanted to protest police shootings, I've said this for years, why not protest all police shootings of all races? It would have fundamentally changed the trajectory of that story. Still, kneeling during the national anthem would have been uh, been, uh, very controversial, but at least would have been a unifying protest. Um, What I've seen from the DeMar Hamlin situation, it feels like DeMar Hamlin's uh, uh, medical condition brought people together in the NFL in a way that I've never seen in a modern era. Probably the most that I've seen people united in the NFL since 9-11, honestly. And if you think about that, uh, it is really refreshing to see white, black, Asian, Hispanic, everybody coming together, regardless of what your religious background is, seeing everyone praying together as we did. It is what sports is supposed to be about. Over $8 million raised. uh, Everybody, for DeMar Hamlin's charity, everybody came together and it felt like extended a hand in welcome and fellowship in a way that I have not seen in the NFL since 9-11. It is the single most unifying event, and I thought it was incredibly gratifying. That's a generation ago since 9-11 happened. This is what, to me, sports can represent. It brought us all together uh, in common fellowship, and, um, and I give immense credit to everyone who was involved in helping for that to occur. Uh, So... Having said that, now that we know DeMar Hamlin is going to be okay and he's been released from the hospital, I think it's important to know exactly what happened to DeMar Hamlin and how could he be helped uh, going forward by using him as an example, not only for his own health, but also for other people out there who might face similar health-related conditions. Um, And so... Uh, For DeMar Hamlin, Dr. Fauci came out in a CBS interview and said no one could discuss what happened to DeMar Hamlin and even asked the question, could the COVID shot be involved at all? And that makes me convinced that we need to have this discussion because Dr. Fauci has been wrong on virtually everything COVID-related especially as it pertains to the COVID shot. He told us that if you got the COVID shot, you would neither get nor spread COVID. Both of those have been proven to be false. 
He told us you wouldn't go to the hospital or have severe health-related issues. False. He told us that you would not die with COVID if you got the COVID shot. False. So when he's coming out and saying, you can't discuss whether the COVID shot might have been involved in any way, first of all, it's anti-science. Secondly, it makes me want to talk about whether the COVID shot might have been involved even more. It's not crazy to say, wait a minute, we know that the COVID shot can cause myocarditis, heart-related issues in young, healthy people. I don't think it's a radical question to say, hey, could there be any connection to what happened to DeMar Hamlin, something that we've never seen happen on the football field in generations, and the COVID shot? Is it possible that his heart was weakened by the COVID shot and he became more susceptible? I don't know. But those are questions that I would like to see investigated. Also, in the wake of Hank Gathers collapsing on the court in 1990, we went through and began to more vigorously test athletes to see whether they might have heart-related conditions. That is, we didn't want Hank Gathers' death to occur in vain. We wanted to learn from it. And there are probably people walking around today who are alive because of what we learned from the Hank Gathers incident. What can we similarly learn from the DeMar Hamlin incident so that we prevent this from happening in the NFL, college, or high school ever again to the best of our abilities? All of these things, I think, are really important to investigate. And when Dr. Fauci or anyone else in a position of authority, of authority says to you, you can't ask these questions, you can't raise that as an issue, those are the questions that most need to be asked. And those are the issues that most need to be discussed. I don't know what the reason was why DeMar Hamlin had this health outcome, but I do think this is an important discussion that we need to be having on a national level. And I don't think that Dr. Fauci should be able to shout down that conversation by saying it's unacceptable to discuss. And I would just say to everybody out there, anytime somebody says, you can't ask that question, you can't have that discussion, those are oftentimes the most important discussions to have. That's what we've been being told about COVID for years. You couldn't question whether schools should shut down. You couldn't question whether vaccine mandates made sense. You couldn't question whether kids needed to wear masks. You couldn't question uh, whether young people even needed to get the COVID shot. All of the data reflects that those are the exact debates we should have been happening. And the fact that we did not have them is a failure of our marketplace of ideas. A failure of our marketplace of ideas, which I'm going to dive into in a deep way tomorrow, Uh, As I am sitting right here, I'm going to leave this on the counter. You can see this, the White House COVID censorship uh, machine. Uh, I'm going to discuss this in earnest tomorrow uh, because I think it's an important revelation about clear First Amendment violations that have been occurring at the behest of the Biden administration. And I'm going to explain in a long form exactly why all of this is so important but I've got a a, a hit coming up on Fox News, so I don't think I'm going to have time to do it today. 
We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis, and Outkick the Show is going to keep right on rolling. Uh, Several other stories that are out there. Texans blew the number one pick. Lovey Smith has been fired. So is Cliff Kingsbury, by the way. Uh, But the Texans blew the number one pick. The Bears get it instead, thanks to their win over the Indianapolis Colts. A Hail Mary from Davis Mills, a two-point conversion uh, to win. I believe the final score was 32-31. Knocks the Texans now down to two. Elevates the Bears to one. Presuming that the Bears are going to stay committed to Justin Fields, who will be in year three of his tenure as quarterback, there are going to be a massive amount of, uh, of teams, I imagine, that will be interested in that number one overall pick if it makes sense uh, to potentially that scenario. Um, and so congratulations to the Bears. Why in the world would the Texans not have pulled their starters out uh, and avoided finding a way to win that game? They still may get C.J. Stroud with the second pick, But if I'm the Texans, I would much rather have my choice. I think Bryce Young is going to be, if he can stay healthy, because he's not big, he doesn't weigh a lot of money, uh, weigh a lot. I'm concerned about his durability. But when he's on the field, I think his performance is going to be very, very high level. Um, And so if I'm the Texans, I would much rather have Bryce Young than theoretically C.J. Stroud or trading back. The Bears are going to get potentially a massive amount in exchange for this pick. It will be intriguing uh, to see exactly how this uh, goes going forward with the draft um, coming up in the near future. My Titans lost to the Jags. I think the Titans are going to have to rebuild. Congrats to Jacksonville uh, for getting the win in that game. Brutal ending. Um, I do think it was a fumble. I think it was very close and I was uh, surprised how quickly They reviewed that and called it a fumble. And I definitely think it would have been far more controversial if on that play, remember it was third down, if uh, the Titans had recovered that fumble for a first down, the game's almost over, right? Because that would have been a clear first down if instead of going to a Jags player, if there had been a Titans player able to recover it, I think there would have been uh, a lot of people out there uh, asking what in the world happened that that was ruled a fumble and that the Titans were able to benefit from that play, uh, I, I think it's worth contemplating. Uh, finally, and again, I'll have a deep discussion on the White House COVID censorship machine, the article from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, as well, I would encourage you to go listen to Tommy Laren, who works at OutKick and was on the Clay and Buck show, and also encourage you uh, to listen to her show coming up in the near future. Uh, a few hours from now, where she will be discussing the fact that the Biden administration was trying to censor her own personal health decision uh, to not get the COVID shot. I've never been happier that I didn't get the COVID shot and that I kept my kids uh, from getting the COVID shot as well. No one who is young and healthy needs it at all. Uh, But as we finish, tomorrow Prince Harry's book comes out. I will talk about this in more earnest tomorrow as well. Let me just leave you with this thought. Given how much attention uh, is on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, isn't it remarkable that they said they wanted to have no attention on them uh, and instead they now are receiving massive amounts of attention? 
It's almost like they're total hypocrites. Worth thinking about. I got to go get ready. I'll be on Martha McCollum in a few minutes here on Fox News. Also scheduled to be on, I believe, with Sean Hannity tonight. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am on the Georgia Bulldogs tonight. I also would be on the over if I had to choose uh, the over or the under in this one. Hope you guys enjoy the game. Tons to discuss. Going to be a busy week. Hope all of you are back into your normal schedules. All my kids are back in school now on a Monday. Hope that your life is getting back to normal as well. As always, DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick the show.